What up, what up, good people? What's going on? I just don't intro. My bad, Dev. Uh, what's yeah. going on, people? Pull up a chair and join us at the Hip Hop Roundtable. Uh, this is Landon Hill back on the mic again. We have, uh, hopefully, if you checked out the, the last episode and, and you found it uh, interesting, we have more interesting to come as a, as a follow-up on this. But uh, before we, we get into all the uh, particulars, of course, as usual, have uh, in front of me uh, Mr. Mylon Drake, what's going on with you, sir? What's good, man? Do you know what it is? Um, excited, got great people at the table, literally. Uh, so I'm just uh, always in, in the streets and in, in the building trying to save these kids. Yes, sir. And then, of course, down there and uh, doing his 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 thug this on L.A. Maybe even literally, uh, young Dev. Oh, what's no, going on with you? <laughs> man, I'm good. I'm good, man. As you guys know, I'm not out here thugging because I'm actually in the building. <laughs> Go back out to the streets and then yeah, come and back I'm not to the building. I'm gonna preach, you know. That's what I'm gonna do. <laughs> <laughs> for sure, for sure. And then, of course, we, uh, you know, as we mentioned in the last podcast, and we we made this happen actually quicker than I think we all we all thought. But it's um, very, uh, it, it's great that we're gonna be able to make this happen so quickly and so soon. Uh, we have three lovely ladies that are going to be joining us on the podcast. Uh, I have to start with, of course, my lovely lady. I'm so proud of her, y'all. <laughs> I, I have to. I'm a. I just have to say, first off, she uh, just got accepted into her uh, MBA program at St. Mary's. <laughs> you know what I mean? I, I'm very, very excited about that. She's, uh, you know, it's, she, she, she's holding it down. She's doing her thing. She is. Uh, I'm not going to embarrass her on air, but this is my lovely wife, Janice. I saw somebody say y'all have more degrees uh, cumulatively. Cumulatively. Say the word, please. Cumulatively. (laughs) Thank you. Between the two of you, then everybody in the marriage game. (laughs) I don't know if that's true. Uh, There's a lot of degrees in there, but uh, say something, babe. What's up? Hey, y'all. Up. Wow, that's, that's all you gonna give them. That's all you gonna give them. I mean, them. after that intro, I just, what do you really have left to say? I don't. I, I don't know. I'm here. I'm. I'm. I'm always been in the building. Never been in these streets. Uh, that's right, you're classy, huh? Thanks, Ever. That's right. I got a classy wife. You know what I'm saying? That's what she's saying. That's. Uh, well, she could even uh, pronounce cumul cumulatively. <laughs> And then uh, we have uh, down with mm-hmm. young Dev. Um, well, Dev, you want me to introduce her? I know I put my, my wife on. I introduced her. I don't know yeah, if you yeah, want to introduce on, your brother. wife, brother. Yeah, this, this right. Let ahead, me tell brother. y'all people. We, we got history with this one on, on this show. Y'all, y'all know, y'all didn't know who this was, but then y'all got to know who this was. This is the woman who I've been boasting about this whole podcast run of getting engaged to 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 being excited about well actually not being excited about planning a wedding to actually getting married and saying how long i've been married to the point where it became a hashtag to to say that i'm always saying how long i've been married this is michaela howard (laughs) hello everyone hello hello doesn't she sound so angelic (laughs) <laughs> and y'all got the and y'all got the pleasure to see her on Facebook, I'm sure, for the photos I think were posted on the Hip Hop Roundtable page, right? Yeah. Yeah, the most popular um, 
post on Pinterest. Oh, the wedding. Oh, the wedding the, Yeah, we were featured in Mag. I think I told y'all that too. That we we were featured in the Mag for our uh, wedding photos. What magazine now, was that, Devin? Vanity Fair. Well, we don't. We don't. Hold on. We we don't. We we got to get paid. Uh, <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. We don't say names. I can boast about us, but we can't say the. You know. We don't say names. So, my yeah, bad. Yeah, my but, bad. But so you know who you are, though. Yeah. Thank you. Shout out to right. you. That bread. Shout you know out. I mean? Shout out. Black excellence. I'll say that. <laughs> and then we we still have one more that has yet to be introduced. Uh, Brother Milo, I gave I gave Dev the option. Do you want to? I mean, at this point, you almost have to. I, at this point, I, but you know, I'm, what I'm, I'm saying? left without. Uh, this is gonna be a long conversation tonight. <laughs> so the, the the hills have more more degrees than uh, on, seven to nine people. Uh, landed. I mean, I, if they're all couples, how are there seven to nine? Yeah, I don't get into that. I don't get into oh, that. I don't get into that. It's kind of wonderful. Exactly. That's why y'all have the degrees. I put that out there. They didn't even know. Like, if it's all couples, uh, and then you got the Howards with, you know, breaking records on on certain magazines with, 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 with clicks. Uh, here, I have my beautiful queen, who I, we have more years of marriage than all of y'all and y'all marriage gangs put together. Yeah, I don't know. That's hundred percent true, but I, I, I think it, I think it's pretty accurate. It's, it's, it's I think good. it's pretty uh, accurate it's true. for the seven to nine people involved in yeah, this stuff. I, right. I, I, I think uh, when, when you look, I think the leader of the the marriage gang is like five years. Like that's like your leader. So uh, yeah, you know we're we're, we're working on I eighteen. Know, over I don't here. know that I have a leader other than you do. the Lord <laughs> himself. But you know, either we're, way. we're working on eighteen I've, years like of, of a great. Fantastic relationship in 16 years. Of oh, I thought you said. I thought you said I'm a. I thought you were gonna say I'm a right. great husband while you were introducing your wife. Just right. go ahead. Just, 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 just let this, the this man guy. get it off make, I was just making sure. Too many degrees. So, uh, 18 years of a fantastic relationship. 16 years of a fantastic marriage. As she looks down at the ring, uh, <laughs> that was that was has been on her finger for 16 years. I introduced to you, um, reintroduced to some. Present to others. Uh, the Reverend Carmen. Doctor. <laughs> right. Wow. The great Reverend. The good Reverend. Now I'm yeah. the great good Reverend Doctor. That's so, wow. Devin. I guess Devin. I Bishop. guess you won't be preaching alone. We can. I can call Pastor. I'll meet you in said street. <laughs> right. With said said body. Yeah. Well, let me know what corner we gonna be on. Hey, well, you have any any words before we uh, we jump in? Um, just appreciate you all uh, inviting us to participate and prayerful that we can uh, add something valuable to the conversation. All good, all good. Well, uh, so for for those maybe who uh, have not or did not uh, listen to the last podcast. Uh, First go, of all, how dare you? If you yeah, I was about to say, go listen to it and then you'll be caught up. Um, but, uh, you know, we... we uh, we're discussing, um, you know, just in light of many recent events, there's a lot of kind of overlapping, um, I guess, themes, so to speak, or, or things that, that seem to be very correlated, in which hip-hop certainly plays a role in one way or another. Um, you you know, as we mentioned, the Michelet documentary came out um, showcasing a lot of the uh, physical and, and psychological abuse that she took uh, at the hands of uh, Dr. Dre and Suge Knight. Um, we have uh, Donald Trump, who 
um, has had not only a lot of um, really inappropriate and and um, sexual uh, words or um, you know lines, whatever the case may be, uh, against certain women, as well as allegations of sexual assault. And then, of course, uh, we have also had Nate Parker, who um, was, you know, his movie Birth of a Nation is out. But there was a lot of controversy around whether or not people should go and see it and support it in light of the news breaking that he was uh, accused of sexual assault back when he was in college. Um, And the young lady that accused him um, committed suicide later on. He was acquitted of all charges, but... Um, you know, there was still a lot of controversy around that. So there's a lot of these things happening and going on. Um, there was a, uh, a, uh, a link that was sent to us just prior to us starting, which may, may come up later. That kind of plays a role in all of this as well. Um, but as we stated, we really just wanted to make sure that we weren't three dudes on here talking about all this horrible stuff that's happening to women. And we did not get perspective from... Uh, some very strong black women, I may I may add, um, and hear their thoughts, their opinions on all of these issues, how all of these things kind of uh, coincide or, or overlap, um, and then look specifically at hip hop's role. So, um, ladies, I- I'm going to open up the floor to you all um, just to give kind of your initial thoughts um, on this, and then we will uh, go from there. So, uh, Michaela, we usually start with Devin. So, Michaela, if you want to um, kick us off here, uh, if you don't mind, please. With any on. topic and spe- with any topic specifically, or just your initial thoughts on everything that has kind of happened, okay. and, and like as you see, or do you see a lot of these things kind of over- overlapping, um, or just any kind of trends that you see, anything of that nature? Um. Well, the the abuse of women in hip hop, I never really thought of as really a conversation. It was more, I guess I'll say the verbal abuse. I was more used to the lyrics being something where we were demeaned or, you know, made as objects or always talked about and getting called out of our names in music. That was more of what I associated. But in terms of there being a, a history of, you know, women getting their hands put on like Michelet, I'd I don't know, I guess I never just thought of that correlation or could, you know, run back enough examples in my mind where I knew that to really, I mean, I only really knew the Ike and Tina thing growing up and that I, that didn't really categorize as hip hop. So I, I just was like, people get beat by different people. There's nothing really specific to hip hop about it. It's just something that happened. So this kind of opened my eyes up seeing the Michelet movie to, wow, wow, how many other, you know, women do we not know was getting knocked around back in the day and just didn't say anything or whatever. So my eyes were kind of opened in that. And so I'm, you know, I am curious to get more information on that. So I'm curious if any of the other ladies do know um, anything and can enlighten me on anything like that. Um, And keeping on with the women abuse, I'm sure that's where Donald Trump and the politics, uh, political aspect of it probably comes into play with that recording that came out about the locker room and all that. Um, I, I my thoughts that I could say about that would mainly be that you know the argument was being made that the video was recorded back in uh, 2005, so basically 11 years ago that that happened. So they were trying to play upon well that was then, this is now, but 
then was he was still like 55 years old. So it's not like you were a college boy that was like 18 saying some childish stuff and we could move on from it. You were still 55. You were very old and kind of setting your ways for your most part once you kind of hit around that stretch of life. So it's not as quick to dismiss that that was just some immature young statement to be made that can just be um, brushed off to the side, especially when you've made so many other comments that aren't so far off from that, even in your recent um, interviews and um, speeches. So I'm definitely not going to chalk that up to way back then. Um, And then the last point was... um, I'm I'm sorry I'm blanking on it right now. It was Michelle, then Donald Nate, Trump, Nate, then Nate, Nate, Parker. Nate Parker, Nate Parker, mm-hmm. Nate Parker. Um, yeah, I had a very I I kind of had a, a Facebook post going in about it with a few other people, and my positioning or what I ended up saying um, at the end of it all, how I was feeling was that. Um, after watching his Breakfast Club interview and just hearing what he had to say and just kind of seeing his relationship with God and where he was based on how he spoke at that time, I was just feeling like as people, it's not it's not our position to um, to condemn him and try to decide what his fate needs to be based on the fact that now we've heard this news. Um, because he was acquitted and you feel like he needed to be charged for something, now you need to berate or um, attack this man's movie that he's making and the progress he's making in this world in terms of doing something positive just because you didn't see the results you wanted to see like i said based on the way that he talked about his relationship with god i would i wouldn't be surprised if if nate had any kind of part that he played in any of it being true that i'm sure that god has already dealt with him and that he's already gotten whatever kind of consequence or whatever the lord wanted him to go through we don't know what kind of emotional physical um or you know well, emotional, physical, mental kind of situation and spiritual that he went through with God in those years that since that all went down. So we we can't really speak to things that we don't know 100 percent what went down. And to some degree, we may never really know because there's multiple sides to a story. And unfortunately, um, the girl decided to take her life. And so we'll we'll never really get all of that, especially missing a piece. But like let's let's not be blinded by the fact that information is being put out whether the movie is 100% factual or not at the end of the day most stories that are based are based on true story not exactly the true story so some things are embellished for the sake of you know stirring up a moment in the plot line but don't don't be don't be dismayed don't be misled don't watch the movie get what needs to be gotten out of it it's very key to what's going on right now that you get something that's that shows that black people aren't always weak. We're not always getting shot down. We're not always um, just a victim, but that we actually did rise up and that there are people to look up to that look just like you. Let's not let something that went down years ago when he was a child be something that that deters you from getting your education or learning a little bit something more about yourself. So I just felt like, unfortunately, some people fell for the okie doke like, yeah, you can definitely feel a way about how it happens. I'm not saying you can't have that. But if you're going to judge Nate Parker or anybody else for what went down, you need to do a history check on every other producer, writer, EP, and star for the next movies that you're going to see. You can't do that and then turn around and go see a white movie and and there's some rape thing going on in the back of his thing. Okay, you need to dis- you need to discredit everybody that had something going on in their past that you don't like then if you're going to do it to Nate. So that, that was just where I, I came from on that. Um, at the end of the day, so so let me uh, uh, I'll direct it. I'll, I'll direct this question to m- moms. Let me ask you this. Um, so, given all of what what Michaela was saying, um, and I know that you had some 
you know, your feelings kind of switched over on with regards to Nate Parker and like seeing Birth of a Nation, at least in some respects. Um, and you can share like what kind of that process was. Um, but in hearing what Michaela is saying in, in terms of, you know, this was something that happened long ago in the past. That should not necessarily impact or affect whether people go and see this movie now. Um, what are your thoughts on that? And then can you speak on that and compare it to perhaps Dre's um, actions towards Michelet, which happened long ago in the past, and maybe how you feel about him now? And should people you know, take the same approach or a different approach with him with regards to his music or anything else that he may put out? Okay. Well, for me, the Nate Parker thing is um, very is very difficult um and i'm still very conflicted in a lot of ways about that situation because on the one hand you have someone who was accused of a crime they went to court they were acquitted of that crime um and so they should be for all intents and purposes able to now put that behind them if you are someone who um, believes in the justice system or you believe that um, a person should have their day in court and what if they're guilty, they're guilty. If they're innocent, they're innocent. Then that happened. He went, went to trial or whatever. He was found innocent. That's that. At the same time, we know, because we're typically on the other side of the coin we, we know as black people as black okay thank you yes my wife is black by the way well, i just wanted to make sure i didn't know if you were saying <laughs> yeah. as black people as my women name, as a black as my, woman. Name is, yeah, my name is scotterman but i am black no. <laughs> no so we do also know though that innocent doesn't to be found innocent in a court of law does not mean that you didn't do anything or that you are in fact innocent you got found innocent in the court of law for whatever reason but that doesn't mean that some very questionable things didn't happen mm -hmm. you know this young lady was um based on my knowledge of the case she was inebriated mm -hmm. and so then you have to ask yourself um in her state did she have the ability to give consent? Mm -hmm. uh, most people would say no. If you're um, in the state that um, is my understanding that she was in, I don't know if she was going in and out of consciousness, but she really was not in a position, it does not um, appear, mm -hmm. to give consent. And then on top of that, you invite friends <laughs> to come and engage along with you. So you had a relationship with this person prior to this. So had you done it, um, then that'd be one thing, but you did it and then you invited friends to also do it. Now, I don't know if she had relationship with all those other folks as well, but something made you think it was okay to also invite all these other guys to do it as well. So there's just some troubling facts about the case that are um, made available via transcript and that have been discussed that give you pause. 
But with all of that having been said, when it all got to court, he was still found innocent. So I cannot pretend that I know it, know all of um, the details. Um, so where I eventually had to land is he was found innocent. And so he should not be made. I thought it was interesting that... Um, people interviewing him, the media would ask him questions like, well, do you think you should apologize for what happened? Well, he was found innocent. So why are you asking him to apologize? That's the part I didn't, you know, that was one of the things that I really found troubling is you're asking someone, and let's just assume for a moment that he was falsely accused, mm -hmm. okay? Because we have to make that assumption since he was found innocent. So you're asking someone who was perhaps falsely accused, who went through probably one of the worst times in their life in order to gain their innocence, and now you want them to apologize for what they went through. Um, so I, I just, I, I, I'm not really sure how to feel about that because, the, because, well, what I do know is that since he was found innocent, he shouldn't be expected to apologize mm -hmm. for that, definitely. Um, nor should it have cast a cloud over the making of this movie. He's made lots of other movies that didn't cast a cloud. And Michaela is right. If you really want to start looking at um, each movie based on who produced it, who directed it, who whatever, there are probably very few movies in Hollywood that you... <laughs> could go and see. So I think what happened, it's, it sounds like it was troubling, but he was found innocent. So I have to assume that justice was done <laughs> and um, move forward. The issue that I had was that when he was being asked about uh, these things, at least the interview that I saw, he was very... Um, he was sort of rude. He was curt. He was refusing to answer questions. He was coming off arrogant. And I think that that left a bad taste in a lot of people's mouths. Because if you don't know if you, what happened and you're hearing for the first time about it and you're looking to him for an understanding of what's happened and what you get is this very um, rude response, then... You know, my initial reaction was like, wow, you know, it didn't make me want to see him in a positive light. Um, but then again, I guess it's difficult when you've been through something like that to have to keep answering for something you've been through. So there's a lot of complexities to the Nate Parker situation. Um, and so I think that it's as a woman, it's a very difficult uh, position that I find myself in and as a mother because as a mother of women and a young man I have to look at it from both sides if that were my son and he were falsely accused you know what I'm saying or he went through the situation that he went through I would not want him to have to answer for that for the rest of his life if he's found innocent he should be able to put that behind him um, but if if it were my daughter that that was perpetrated upon, I would have a very different view. So 
being that I have daughters and a son, I'm still conflicted right now about that whole thing. But, um, and initially I wasn't going to go see the movie just because I didn't like his whole attitude and demeanor. But after I had some time to think about it, <clears throat> I realized that um, he he was found innocent and he should be able to put that behind him. And so I went ahead and saw the movie. <sighs> With regard to um, Dr. Dre and Michelet, I'd heard, I heard, I don't know a whole lot about that. And so like Michaela, my eyes were sort of open when I saw the documentary. I had heard um, some rumblings about it, but I'm not in their business, so I didn't really know. Um, but to see it actually happen on um, television the way it did, it was a very powerful scene. And it did make me feel differently about him. Um, I know that he's apologized to the women he's hurt, which which was a generic apology. Um, I don't really... I'm sure th those women probably don't think that was enough. <laughs> but I can't speak for them. It probably wouldn't be if it was for me, if it was me. Um, but, you know, we know that uh, misogyny and hip-hop has um, always been present since the beginning or not the rapper's delight days, but <laughs> since the early days. Um, but that didn't necessarily transfer to um, assault and battery. You know, it does, it does speak to women being disrespected um, on track after track, day after day. And what that eventually does to the psyche of the people listening to it, both the men and the women. Um, and I'm sure it has an effect. Um, but I don't have any data or knowledge about how pervasive a problem it actually is. I, I don't know. Um, so I can't speak intelligently um, to that. But I will say that... Um, it's something that's always bothered me as a woman and as a mother. I'm a lover of hip-hop, always have been. Bought the first album when it hit the market and have been um, a fan of hip-hop ever since. But that aspect of hip-hop has always been an issue for me. And I don't understand why people seem to think it's okay and why it's only gotten worse over the years um i'd like to see that turn around and barry let me we want to of course get your input here um but actually something that that your mom just said that uh i'd be interested to hear you touch on or, or um, talk about a little bit is you know when we when we think about the the young lady that was involved in the nate parker uh situation um, and perhaps being inebriated, right? Um, we hear in hip hop and R and B and a lot of these, a lot of this music, a lot of times about, you know, yeah, I got, you know, got somebody liquored up, took to the bedroom, whatever the case may be, right? Um, blaming on the alcohol is probably the worst example of that. Uh, but even in hip hop, though, its lyrics are littered with similar references. 
Um, from your perspective, is that something that you have paid attention to um, often in listening to um, to hip hop or to R and B or whatever else the case may be? Is it something that you have ever, um, I guess, you know, taken note of, been offended by, um, or just like? basically your perspective as a woman in hearing perhaps some lyrics like this and then again kind of juxtaposing that to the Nate Parker situation what's kind of your uh, your outlook on that um, so what I would say is uh, I'm like you um, I, I hear the the instrumentation of the song before I hear the lyrics so a lot of times by the time I realize what the song is saying it's too late it's already in my head <laughs> I've already like like oh I actually kind of like this and I hear it once I know the lyrics it becomes a little more problematic for me and maybe I'm not going around telling people that's my song anymore um, I I think that that aspect of I don't even want to say hip hop music I'll say rap music because I feel like those are two different things um, is problematic and probably the reason why I actually prefer R&B to hip hop uh, I do enjoy hip hop but R&B tends to be a oftentimes at least um, you know maybe not recently but oftentimes a little less um, focused on drugs and alcohol, um, still very sexual, but not as much about drugs and alcohol, and a lot of times, you know, talking about, you know, lifting people, lifting women up, even though it's usually just because of their physical attributes, as if that's all we're worth, it still <laughs> is a little better than, than hip-hop, so, or rap music, so, um, I think that because of that, um, that's part of the reason why I can't, I'm not like a, I can't say that I just really love listening to rap music, um, at least right now. Um, I, like, it's still stuck in my head. I cannot believe that, the, that Future has a song about having sex with somebody's girl and some Gucci flip-flop like I just like the songs that they're coming up with and usually it's surrounding alcohol or drugs it just it it more so has me shocked and surprised um and when I hear it I'm listening to it out of pure like awe that this is released and it was recorded somebody wrote those words down or he you know made it up in the booth and people there was a, a room full of people that was like yo that's dope that's perfect and then they like put it on on an album and then people bought it like i just well they might have illegally downloaded it but like the fact that that even happens is mind-blowing to me um so I do notice it. It does make me uncomfortable and it does cause me to listen to hip hop less. Um, as far as like 
the Nate Parker thing. Just want to jump in there. It, it kind of sounds like... <laughs> oh, my Land- God. It, it sounds like oh, Landon's wife gosh. just supported my theory. I just no. want to thank you on the, on the, on the podcast. So Hip Hop is dead. Thank you, Janice. Hip Hop is dead. Appreciate it. I actually thank you for what you're am doing. not supporting that. I'm trying to point out that there, I believe, are actually two different genres that people keep trying to mix. I think hip hop is a different thing than rap music. And I think you are listening to rap music and calling it hip hop and saying it's dead. And that is inaccurate in my opinion. Did she just in my own, your own still, podcast, you still, brother? You still so, thank you for your support. Good job, I'm going to move job, on. Babe. Thank you for your support. I'm going to move on to, uh, to Nate Parker. I don't want to. got accepted do- for my MBA. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to derail the conversation, and I want Janice to get her opportunity to say something about Nate Parker, but I do want to suggest that um, maybe a follow-up question could be, and I wish we could have some folks call in, but I would love to know why men who have mothers who have wives, who have daughters, why they continue to support this kind of music and why, despite the fact that it continues to get worse, there's no efforts being made to uh, consciously, or at least not on a wide scale, consciously support music that isn't promoting um, this kind of foolishness. And... um, you know, I'd just be interested to hear, you know, later, of course, um, why why it is that the records keep selling, the, the iTunes um, purchases. Nobody's nobody's upset mm-hmm. about this apparently because folks are still winning BET awards and you know and making <laughs> foolishness. Went there. Making digital foolishness to a beat. That they came up with on a drum machine. So for that's what they deserve is a BET award. (laughs) After you heard Janice say that hip hop is dead, you then uh, felt the need, the the the, the desire to support the hip hop is dead spirit is 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 going around. Is a Michaela's next. I I just just want to no. She is. I've been keeping her woke, people. I believe that that, in in answer to your question, I believe that it is a byproduct of toxic masculinity, and we can come back to that later. Oh, look at that NBA! She ain't even studying. Okay, I do want to circle back to that, but but Nate Parker, you were saying. So as far as Nate Parker, I just so he's around that. I'm not seeing the movie, and. Mm. Honestly, I'm sorry. The reason I'm not seeing the movie is because I don't want to see the movie. Like I don't care who made it. I I do not want to watch a slave movie. I told Landon he can feel free to go and buy a ticket in my place. That's fine. I just don't want to see the movie. Um, I watched interviews and heard people's opinions back and forth, blah blah blah, and I have I. I didn't fully decide where I wanted, like, where I landed in all of that. But what I do know is that I have supported many a people who have been convicted of things. Right. 
as well as many of people who have been accused and maybe weren't found innocent or not. I am like, I am, a, I have, I have supported people who other people probably felt I shouldn't have in the past. And many times I have felt that I have separated the person from their art. And Nate Parker doesn't, he, that could fall into the same category for me separating the person from their art and going to see the movie regardless of how he responded to people questioning him about it and you know all of that i just don't want to see the movie like a lot of people are saying that and i actually felt that way too yeah i just feel like i I didn't want to see i don't i just don't want to see it i also feel like if Well, one, I, I don't want to see a slave movie. Two, it's not histor- it's not historically accurate fully. So it's not like I'm going to see, I'm missing out on a documentary. I'm missing out on my opportunity to learn about, you know, Nat Turner. Like, I, I can read. Um, like, I've What I've would you say to it. those who say that if we don't support the films that we put out, well, we already have so few opportunities... I support the films that I want to see more of. I'm the same way on social media. I only like the posts that I want to see more of. I'm not going to like it if I don't want you to keep posting it. So, I only... That goes for movies made by white people, black people, whatever. I'm only going to pay for the movies that I want to see more of. So, if you want to continue to get my dollar, make movies that I want to see. I also did not go see Medea. I'm not, I don't want to see that. I'm not, like... I'm with you. They, I was the same way. <laughs> Only older people want to see Madea. Anybody here see Madea? Nate Parker already broke records. He, all, like, the whole Sundance thing, everything that happened before it even came out in theaters, he's already made a name for that if movie. I- if I could jump in, though, and it's not saying a, about you wanting to go see the movie, though, per se, mm-hmm. but just thinking about that, it's been a long time since um, a generation have grown up to not know who Nate Park, when Nat uh, Turner was, because we may have learned it while we were children because we were like the, maybe the last bit, but it's been a whole, there's 21-year-olds who we knew, you know, while we were almost 10 years old, like right. who basically so at the end of the 90s. So even if it's just taking the them, yeah, pretty much. Like, I'm not, but I'm not that's faulting what it's kind of like of an important movie. Yeah, I'm not so faulting like, people for going to see it. My thing is, if it's supposed to be a historical film, then it needs to be at least semi accurate. What Hollywood historical movies are 100% accurate, so don't hold it's Nate Parker about, to a different standard just, than everybody else. No. I'm not holding him to a different standard. I don't go to none of them. That's what I'm saying. Like, I don't go see these movies. So I'm not faulting anybody that wants to see the movie. Nate Parker and what he may or may not have done, what may have happened and what didn't happen, is not playing into that decision for me. Yeah, is all I'm saying. Yeah, that's, I mean, yeah, if that's, if that's the, the, end, the, the, uh, the, the end piece, then yeah, that, make, that totally makes sense. It's, it's if it was... If I made the movie and you were like, yeah, I mean, mm. I, I, I rock with you. I mean, here's $8, but I'm not going to see the movie. Well, if I'm completely honest, 
part of the reason I did go see the movie is because I felt like the way white people flock to and support white folks who do bad things, but still they still can get their money when they do something. I'm going to give Nate Parker that same, you know, whether he's guilty or innocent, he made this piece of art and for your, I'm, for I'm your children. Su- right, you still gonna watch children. the Bill Cosby show or and the Cosby I, show? And I'm Bill gonna Cosby support Cosby it. Yeah. yeah. And so, so I just decided I said, I'll make my stand. I don't go see Woody Allen films. Right. Um, and it's, so, it's fine. <laughs> to me it's fine. Like again, I'm I'm not faulting people for that. That's great. But like I go see the other ones. Because what I also didn't do, I didn't go see Django. I didn't go see what's the other one? Twelve Years a Slave. Twelve Years a Slave. Right. I didn't see none of them. None of because I don't want to watch movies about, about slavery. You come out with another movie, Nate Parker. Like come out with an action film with some comedy with some like you every saw movie. Red Tails, right? So, every that, movie that comes Red Tails, out, Great Debaters, Beyond the Lights, all the rest of about black people. It's like oh, there's a movie for us. It's always a slave movie. I don't want to see a slave movie. Come out with with the Italian job, but everybody in it just happened to be black. I'm there. Like, I have no so, problem. So then the better question is, if it is a different movie, let's say it's not a slave movie, mm-hmm. but this still comes out, do you then go see it? If it's a different movie? Mm-hmm. Yes. If it was Beyond the Lights and this happened, would you still have gone to see Beyond the Lights? Yeah, I didn't see that either, but yes. Oh, well. <laughs> <laughs> like, I... Cause again, I I, I still I rock really, with my wife. People, I know she. I I know y'all probably like <laughs> what is going on. I still rock with my I, wife. Though. I really <laughs> no. She I, she really. I I feel the same I'm way trying, about like especially movie. when Me people too, especially when people are it's a rebellion. found make something else if they're found rebellion. not guilty or whatever. I can tell like, y'all why. I don't well, you're gonna be more wait. mad. You see a segregation movie. Go yeah, ahead and I, let her I get it though. I don't want to see. And so that that's all it is is make things well, that you I watch, want to did see. Did you watch uh what is it 13 or third is it called 13 or 13th uh, like amendment okay, 13. 13th. Okay. You watched that? I did. Okay. So that wasn't about slavery, but it was about it was a sort of a modern day slavery. But it was historically accurate. And she didn't pay for it. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, if you consider paying. Oh Netflix yeah, never monthly. mind. Yeah, you did. You did. Wow, we pay more yes. than movies. But okay. I. Yeah. So you saw I that saw as that. different. Yeah. Okay. All right. But I was gonna say I I I was gonna say I feel like the reason why I go and watch slavery movies is to make sure they aren't uh, discrediting what's going on and. You know, I really go to see who are in the movie theaters watching and stuff like that. It's kind of like I'm surveillance. I'm I'm trying to be what hip hop needs, and that's gatekeepers. Okay, well, I'm trying I to have make noticed, sure. <laughs> I have noticed on social media quite a few people with similar sentiment about not wanting to see another slave movie. Uh, we know that we have contributed so much more to history, and there are so many other stories that you can tell that about us that are not slave movies, and we're ready to see those. Like the movie that's coming out with the four black women. Yes. Yeah, that one looks good. Man, I'm trying to sell the theater out when that comes out, okay? (laughs) Show us in some other lights. A lot of people are starting to feel that way, it it would seem, based on what I'm seeing on social media. So that may have played a part, just the timing 
of the release of that movie may have played a part. But but there's also, what would you say to the folks who say the white, or, well, I don't want to say the white man, but I'll say media <laughs> was um, deliberate in bringing up the rape allegations to derail the success of this movie. I'm sure that they were. I mean, nobody brings up random stuff from back then. He's been in so many things before now, between right. when that happened and this movie coming out. It didn't even come. I don't even hear any stories that came out when the girl killed herself. Like, yeah. like right. she nobody, killed herself. Nobody like, when that moment, that like, yo, this girl that just yeah, killed herself yesterday. Like, Nate raped her. Like, oh, wait, what's like going a, right. Right. <laughs> And people want to attribute her suicide to the rape. But it could be, it could be proof that she already had some mental instability and I mean and I mean I don't know it's I don't also know very possible that the incident could have there's so many things that could have led to it but to your question was it probably calculated what is it like anything that the media is involved in is calculated and I think there's to me there's some levels of what they did worked to some extent and to another extent there were people like me who weren't gonna go anyway like i'd be interested to see what numbers it would have done had the story not come out at all Mm -hmm. because it may have done a little bit better but i don't know that it would have sold out the theaters like they think it would because i still would not have seen the movie and i know i'm not the only one in the country that just didn't want to see the movie. Well, well, Most more white people in the theater than black people when my, we went to my, see my, it, which was interesting. My Good. concern, my concern with that's that, how it's been. I, um, my concerns with those, with that theory of thought is, Scandal has been on for five seasons. Y'all have been watching this black woman sleep with this white man who is married for five yeah. seasons. Folks, go see it. The same folks that like, you know what? I can't, I can't do it with Nate. Really? You can't do it with Nate? Really? Is that what you? Listen, support the black man at all costs. That's what you do. Black men. Why? Are, because based on your music, y'all don't support us. I I agree. So we supposed to I'm, turn out in droves? I, first of all, I don't have a CD out. I don't, I don't know. I don't have a CD. I'm out. just saying. Nate you, don't have a CD. you made a movie. Yeah. So we supposed to turn out in droves, but every woman in your movie is silent. Well, Everyone in your movie animal. don't say nothing. Ava, but I'm saying. Ava did, the, Ava did Beyond the Lights, and y'all didn't even rock with her. Ava did. It's, it's a woman. She put. She gave y'all voice for Beyond the Lights. It was one of the dopest movies yeah, ever. Yeah, a woman had to do it. I'm just Show saying. Us how it's I'm done. just supposed to turn out in droves to come see a movie you created when that, no, I y'all out that, here. But no y'all one, ain't supporting black women. Flavor, flavor, flavor of love. No one was saying, yo. Where's the women's voice? They didn't, like, they watched it. They spoke a lot in Flavor of Love. Yeah, they did. <laughs> mad, mad ignorance. Uh, Dev, can, can, you, can you move uh, t- to the, the, the question that, that is, is next on the, on the table for, uh, for Mrs. Howard? Oh, okay. Uh, so we're going to go back to the Dr. Dre and Michelet incident, and we're going to ask my lovely wife here. Does Dre not owning up to Michelet's comments or movie make you feel any way about Dre or no? Um, to be honest, I didn't really care for Dr. Dre to begin with. Um, 
it just was something about him that always was a little off-putting to me. He's like, so I just funny. didn't like the aggressive, like, like, it was just, he just was always, not scary, just like, why are you so more Dre like, than Ice Cube? To me, that's what I would say about. Oh Ice no, Cube. Ice Cube was always like my uncle. Like I'm really? just like that's a wow. <laughs> Ice Cube is my family. Ice Cube is like, famous what? for his eyebrows being right. scowled at an angle. You can recognize his eyebrows. He is a, he, he's the teddy Dr. bear. Doctor Dre wow. is the bald dragon. Wow. You don't know I, what's going I'm on. Very surprised. I'm telling you, you know why? It's because it's because the ones who growl like Ice Cube are the ones who are really in real life. You know the cool sweetie pies, but I the ones, the, the quiet the ones that don't say much, like Dre. Ice Cube when he raps or whatever, like the he way his yelling his, at you. I mean, and some of them, but I don't know. So, Ice Cube has more of just a laid back, you know, even in his rap that I hear more. Dr. Dre sounds aggressive in his rap to me as well. Like he's just always been crazy. Like even even because I'm I'm not old school Dre, so don't think of me associating it with NWA. My understanding of Dre is later on in life, and it was just very aggressive and always this very like heavy smoking, like aggressive, like what is this like detox? Like it's just whoa, it's a lot. <laughs> it's very much a lot like i just was like this dude is crazy like i just i just never he always rubbed me the wrong way so to find out that you was putting hands well actually i'll say when i did do the movie straight out of compton i met dre on set and he was very much less intimidating in person and so i was just like oh you could be a cool guy I don't really know you, but you could be. And then this comes out, and I'm like, oh, I should have went with my first instinct. <laughs> I was right all along. It's okay. Um, when I did hear that he wasn't admitting to it or didn't want to speak up about it, I was like, I mean, honestly, he's probably doing that because he don't want the facts to come out. Like, he probably hoped that this would stay in dirt for a while. He probably was like... Nah, like that, y'all don't need to know that about, like, he probably just was a little ashamed, a little mad, probably a couple of different, like, some different stuff going on where he just didn't, he didn't want want that image. He was hoping that stayed back in the day where it was, and that could be old Dre, and he gets to be the new Dre that, that finds the, the Kendricks, and I I put young people, like, you, you're on a whole different hype, so you don't want to be dragged back to the Dre you used to be, assuming that you're not still hitting women recently, but you know, I could uh, I could get why his first instinct wouldn't be to be like, oh yeah, for real. Like I don't know any man that necessarily wants to come out and admit that they were, you know, I can't even think of the word I want to use. But you know, you a sucker. You was putting your hands on a woman. So I mean, I don't think he would come out as the big bold buff Dr. Dre. Yeah, I was knocking women. Like he's not gonna be a sh- he's not gonna be quick to say that that was that was the case. So um, I think I hope he does bring it back around because. Sir, it's, there's plenty of women that have attested to the fact, that have the scars. According to uh, Devin's mother, there was some witnessing to the abuse Wait, that took oh, place my, as well. Mom, Dre got a yeah, job? Like, what's going on, it's mom? Like, now it's really even shared. Uh, my, dad, my dad grew up in Compton as well, so he hung out with the, the whole entourage. Brother, but you didn't say nothing about eyewitness, brother, to I didn't. Hey. I, 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 I just found out this of news getting the fist to the I face. told my folks about part one, and then that's when my mom 
told her story about my dad knowing. So that's it wasn't it wow, wasn't so it's not like people are out here. no holding no juice. Right. People okay. aren't like, how dare they speak out about Dre in this way? People aren't really fighting <laughs> like it's people aren't coming out in droves to stand up to speak and attest to the fact that you what much more of a saint than what they're saying. So I think it it's okay to uh bring it on down and apologize the way you should instead of the generic one. I agree. I did not see the generic apology, but in general, a generic apology to knocking me around is not ever going to be uh, sufficient. So um, I'm just back on the original Dre train of not really fooling with you. So thank you for Kendrick. Um, and <laughs> that's it. Mrs. Drake, same question. Do after hearing what, Seeing the movie, hearing Michelle A's, uh, she's been, this is not, by the way, this is not her first time no. coming out about this information. So do you feel any, any different toward Dre? Well, I've always been a fan of Dr. Dre ever since the beginning. Um, he has, he does have that roughneck aura about him, but you know, I've always been a had an affinity whoa, for a roughneck. Whoa, so. whoa, whoa. <laughs> whoa. <laughs> Milo, what were you doing back in the day, brother? Like, yeah. I smoked out with Dre? I was, brother, y'all was hot fucks. I mean, I'm, black I'm just saying, I'm, I'm not mad at no black roughneck. Out there not for me. Wow. <laughs> I think we got that. But as I said in my earlier comments, the scene in... Michelle's, um, um, I was about to call it a documentary, but that's not what it was. Bias, like, and her biopic. biopic. Yeah. yeah. It was, I, it, it hurt me. It hurt my feelings. It hurt me. It hurt me for her. It hurt me for him. Um, it did cause me to see him in a different light. And I do think that him saying, that he's questioning her credibility and all of that kind of stuff as a result of it was a wrong move. It was a wrong move. He should, if he, I think a real man says, you know, I did it. It was a mistake. I apologized to her in person. And now I want to apologize to all our fans as well. Um, that's who I was then. That's not who I am now. I think most people would have accepted that, but for you to come out and say, um, yeah, no, I'm, I'm even questioning her credibility. I mean, this is the mother of your child, your child, you know, um, for you to continue to be abusive to her by now, um, saying to the world that you question her ability to even be credible in telling a story. Um, it's just continuing the abuse, in my opinion. So it definitely did change my view. Um, he was clearly going through some stuff himself, and he needed some help. Um, and that's typically probably the case in these situations. But um, I do think his handling of it was, was all wrong. I feel like did you have a... I feel like you had another thought, a comment before I asked the question. I don't, I don't know if that was correct view, but if not, I'm going to pass it on to Janine. No, I was just prepared that after Michaela finished her comments that 
you know, to, to say, to answer the question. I didn't know you were going to actually do a lead in. Yeah, we lead over here. I, okay, I thought you were just going to let me talk. That's no, all. No, we got we got So, Janice, <laughs> uh, your thoughts on, uh, on Dre, I mean, if, or Andre Young, either one, like just <laughs> whatever, you're, whatever you're willing to do. Uh, um, I have, I honestly don't, I never really thought about like Dre as just Dre. I thought about him in the context of the people that he has worked with. Like I love Eminem. So I've thought about him in the context of the music that he and Eminem have made together. Um, He's a little misogynistic, but we'll come back to that. I mean, he is. To his own. What can I say? Mother, by the way. I know. You like a little thug. So, this is, it's thug life over here. What can I say? Uh, <laughs> thugs <laughs> I have mentioned one person. Um, but, so I, I have not watched, I have not seen the whole uh, Michelet. You, you saw the part that you needed to see, though. Yeah. <laughs> oh, what part is that? You can't leave her at that. Uh, what are we talking about? Yeah. Um, I... I guess I think of him differently in the sense that I actually think something of him. Because um, before, he was just, you know, somebody who... who producer dude. Of, yeah, he was, he was <laughs> a producer, like, not taking anything away from him, like, as, like from his producing abilities. Um, but I never thought of him as an artist. Like, I never liked any of the songs that he produced. Like... Again, people, I, mean, that, I still he, rock with my wife. I do. No, I, I the, love her. The songs, <laughs> the songs that he do. was like actually rapping on, I was nothing. Again, people, I still said, rock I with my wife. I still Look, love her. We don't I have do. to agree. That's I'm why missing. we're together. We I know. Just, I'm just throwing a disclaimer out there. Um, for this, is, this is one of like those Like y'all say, y'all don't know the NWA Gray and all that crazy. It's me and Rock Kim are average at <laughs> yeah, I, I still rock, still rock with my wife. wife. That's what I do. Dude, this is not a presidential campaign. We'll get to that in a minute. But uh, well, know, hold on. You, she got to come back. Tell, tell her. Tell him how much you love Lauren Hill. Thank. Please, oh, I threw that out there for you. Love it. We know that I love Lauren Hill. Yes. I, I have. Thank you. I'm trying to see how I keep the unions like, together. I, there are some commonalities that we we like here. I'm just saying that I I have enjoyed the music that he has. Produced, but I never thought about him further than being a producer. Now, that's very valid. Biopic, biopic, however you pronounce it, um, mm. makes me consider him as a person outside of the studio. I mean, in reality, none of us is perfect. We've all done some things that. Um, somebody would take issue with mm-hmm. um, so I feel like at the end of the day um, despite us being flawed human beings we still have the ability to bring um, gifts and talents to the table in the form of movies music and other areas of creativity and so um while I do think that um, we have a responsibility to be our best selves, 
I also do realize that um, none of us is perfect. And so, you know, if we look, if we examine the lives of those that we, uh, whose art we love or appreciate, um, there'd be so much um, in the world that we would not um, listen to, watch, whatever the case might be. Um, that's not to say that we should excuse what people do, but um, we do have to, at the same time, think about the fact that while folks are flawed, they can still be used to create beautiful things in the world. And so we should still be able to appreciate those things in spite of who made them. So that said, and this is for any of you, um, I, I won't direct necessarily, but I'll just for whoever uh, it's gonna spirit create moves. Chaos. Yeah, just whoever the spirit moves. Freestyle. Um, you know, that said, because I, I think that when, when we discussed this uh, last week, that's, you know, as, as fans of hip hop, as fans of Dre, um, I think that's, you know, kind of the sentiments that we all had. But who we have not mentioned yet, and who I would be interested to know if those same sentiments apply, is to somebody like a Donald Trump, who, again, has said many unsavory, unflattering, horrific things um, about women. Uh, is that same courtesy of, I mean, Perhaps he has something, we don't know what at this point, but perhaps he has something of political value that he could uh, provide to the world. Stop. Uh, I'm, I'm just asking, <laughs> is there is there a difference between a Donald Trump... I still rock with my husband, a, y'all. No, I'm not. He has to present lost. the question. Um, I'm just saying, <laughs> based upon the logic... You bagging the dude off his question. That, that reasoning... Is there a difference between yes, a Dre a difference. and a Donald Trump? And I would there's like to a difference, the difference. because one thing we're talking about um, the creative world, we're talking about music and movies and all of that kind of stuff. Politics and where you have the ability to exercise control over millions of people's lives—that's a completely different situation. Everybody that's has not, control. That, but Do that's you? not my... You can make a CD or make a movie and I can choose not to go see it or buy it. But if you're the president of the United States, there are certain things that I will have no control over because you can, from your Oval Office, eradicate or enact some law or statute or edict that will affect me personally and, and my standards of so living agree, and, but and, I will, and again this is just me on the other side I'm just I'm just throwing out things to to potentially think about so while I agree with that I may also argue that the success that Dre has had has reached millions upon millions of people mm -hmm. and that his music has actually been in rotation much more than the words of Donald Trump in people's ears and that given the criticism of misogyny that he has had some may argue that it's no surprise that his action of uh, that what we see from Miss um you know it's no surprise how he acted towards Michelet all of that said although maybe he doesn't have the right to enact certain laws has his music 
or the music that he has created been as or perhaps even more detrimental than what Donald Trump has has said thus far based upon the reach that Dre has had for so long? Well, I think the question that you're asking now is a good segue into what Janice brought up earlier about toxic masculinity. So maybe Janice wants to expound on that a little bit. And then we can answer the question more deeply. I don't know that that... Okay. Um, Well, just toxic masculinity is something that we've been exploring at our church. Um, And it is... It's a lot of different things. It's layered. But essentially, um, we live in a patriarchal society society where men are valued above women and it is shown it's shown in wages in music in everything and the effects of this patriarchy and this masculinity becomes toxic towards women when it is suppressing women so there's a masculinity that is not toxic right that I mean, it's fine to be masculine. You you should, like, men are allowed to be masculine. We um, would have a problem if they weren't. <laughs> right. <laughs> but when their masculinity marginalizes or oppresses those that aren't masculine, it becomes toxic. And that, I think, is where some of the um, men not speaking up for women because this is masculine. It's the masculine thing to do to rap about this stuff, sing about this stuff. It's the masculine thing to do to get on this podium, you know, at a debate and say these things. Like, it's okay because I'm a guy. Not thinking or considering the women that are being affected by your work. That is your opponent. Or any, yeah, or that is standing next to you essentially applying for the same job um and so that in a nutshell it, i know i didn't explain it like fully but we would need like i want to i want to i want to hear from from michaela because she's also in a field or an industry where um, toxic masculinity is um, sometimes even in the roles that you the role, sometimes the roles you don't get is based upon masculinity uh, being over uh, utilized or over um, uh, overexposed to either the people who are producing it and or when you do get into a movie, i.e. Uh, straight out of Compton and you are, I made it, I'm in, and okay, great, this way to the pool scene where there will be naked, like what is, what is happening? Um, I, I just, I just want to, before I, 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 I throw it to Michaela, I just want to, I heard something today when I was listening to a, a tech inclusion uh, conference, it was streaming, and uh, someone was talking about, they weren't using the term mas- tech, uh, toxic masculinity, but they were just saying about inclusion, and this guy was having, they, they had a board meeting, or a staff meeting, and every morning, uh, they would have this meeting and he was the leader and he would just listen to everybody's ideas and afterwards one of the females came up to him and said you know what we're sick and tired of being interrupted and he was like well, what are you talking about 
He's like, watch. She, she was like, watch. The next meeting, every time we start talking, because he at first he said, ladies, I want to hear from you. I want to hear some of your ideas. Like, what, what do you guys got going on? I want to hear from you. And so they said, well, we would talk if we stopped being interrupted. And so he's, she said, watch. The next meeting, you'll see, we'll get interrupted every time we say something. Somebody will cut us off. So the next meeting, he goes, and he's like, wow. I never, and that's what Janice is talking about. He said, I never if my eyes were closed, I was okay with just hearing comments and ideas from guys. I never, it never dawned on me. Like, I haven't gotten an idea from a female in in months. And so then he said, you know what? I got to stop you guys. New rule, nobody cuts off anybody. And when he did that, guys came to him and said, thank you. Because he didn't say don't cut off women. He said, nobody cuts off anybody. Let people finish their sentence. And when he did that, Guys came up to him afterwards and was like, man, I'm glad you did that because I couldn't get any of my ideas out. <laughs> but they didn't realize mm-hmm. that they were. So it's just, it, it becomes, and I think that word toxic is, is a good example because you do things and don't even realize you're doing it, i.e., um, Michaela, just being in an industry as an actress, often if you say, hey, we got to see, you know, I, can, actually, um, I want to hear from you in general, but can you also just talk about how, I don't know if it was real, and you can confirm it, but remember when the Straight out of Compton... Uh, the audition post? The audition thing. I, I don't know if that was, that might, even us just say it wasn't. You may have in your in your, in your your time as an actress seen something that's like, dude, really, does this say this? And kind of just talk about that reality and or how it feels just being in an industry that is gen, gen, generally male dominated um yeah it it definitely shows up in the postings or what they're looking for for women it's definitely where the misogyny and definitely um a lot of times the stereotypes come into play and literally i like to tell other people that are interested that want to get started in acting especially as a young woman it's it's literally you have to have a li- uh, an amount of self-esteem about yourself in order to even go out to audition in the first place. You have to know who you are and who you think you are. And then even then you may still be wrong according to Hollywood. So I because of the self-esteem I have, I believe myself to be gorgeous. I believe myself to be beautiful. I was raised, I was taught, it's affirmed in me. That's great. So when I see posts come in saying, looking for beautiful young 20-somethings, looking for um, looking for gorgeous 20 young times, I can feel confident because I know that about myself that I'm going to go out for those things. But to somebody that doesn't have a lot of confidence, that can be an intimidating post looking for gorgeous, looking for gorgeous 20 something year olds. If you don't, if you, if nobody calls you gorgeous or you don't feel yourself to be gorgeous, you're going to feel intimidated. Like, well, that's not me. I'm just the girl next door. I'm just the all American or I'm just the awkward or I'm just the hipster. Like, I don't think I'm gorgeous. Like you can be put into a position of feeling like you questioning your own self-esteem. Like, well, I mean, I, think I'm beautiful, but do they think I'm beautiful? So even then there's stuff that'll say looking for good looking exotic girl. I don't, well, I don't even know what exotic is looking for. So I'll go like, well, that's not me cause I'm American. So clearly exotic must mean she's got to be some Australian something or other, clearly something that's not here. And then maybe I'll apply for just a little background role for the exact same thing. And then I get to set and it can be a white girl with blue eyes and blonde hair that's playing the exotic girl role. So it's really like, 
it's literally based on what people want at the end of the day. They can come in and say, we want drop dead gorgeous. We can want hot. We can want thick. We can want whatever. And then you get there and something completely different is chosen because everything is just up to the people that are, it's up to their discretion. And most of the time it's casting directors. A lot of the people in charge are, you know, are men. They're, it's tending to lean towards women more, thankfully. But at the end of the day, it doesn't help if the men are writing the postings and the women have to go out and fulfill what the men are asking for. So then the men are like, man, I want her to be hot. Okay, well, what does that mean? Like, what are we looking for? I mean, just, you know, bangable. Oh, what does that mean? Like, it just, are there's just. sounding like this when they write these? I just want to be clear. They... Uh, it, to some, in my mind, they okay. are. In my <laughs> mind. <laughs> I mean, according to men that I've met on sets, these, uh, this is a culmination she, she of voices. crew day in, day out. Yeah, so this is this is a culmination of voices and how it all comes together. But at, at the end of the day, it can be hard to, to figure out how to please Hollywood because you don't know how you're supposed to fit or what box you're supposed to play or what's what's beautiful to you and then especially it's all trendy and especially leaning back towards the hip-hop music um men since they're dominant in that field decide the trend of what's beautiful in women based on what they're talking about and based on what's going on so with big booty big breasts and and tiny waists are the big thing and looking like the reality show stars and that's what all of a sudden the term beautiful and gorgeous is now synonymous with. So if I don't have that look when they're looking for beautiful girls, I already feel inadequate because I'm not built like the Kim Kardashian or the black China or the whoever that they're talking about. So it can be very hard to kind of find your place in, and you know, the industry side of the, the acting aspect, just because of that, um, that aspect of it alone. Um, so it, it's very intimidating just from the audition process and the casting process all the way up into the point of actually making it to set. Um, and I mean, I, I've been in a lot of scenarios where I haven't had to deal with it, but it is still very real that there is casting couch opportunities or, you know, everything was all good when everything was email and all that, but then they see you in person and you're super beautiful and now they're making advances onto you and you might be uncomfortable and they're, acting like this opportunities on the line. So what you're going to do about it? Like, do you want this or do you not? Like, it's just, there's so much that as women, we're still expected to, um, to sit back and be quiet or you're not going to get this opportunity again. Like, you know, you, you need to be good with this. And, you know, there's just a lot that we're supposed to just be okay with or Like I'm supposed to just be down with it. Like, I mean, what girl in her 20 somethings hasn't slept with a bunch of dudes? What's another, what's to add another one to the list or all these different things. So there are definitely some negative stigmas on our side of the business just as much, if, if not directly in, uh, affected by both. What the TV and media are showing hip-hop and what hip-hop is showing the TV, everybody's working off of each other to decide what is the look, what is the thing, who's the hot, you know. If you're deciding, even in power, to make the decision for his wife to be the black woman, but his mistress and the longtime love to be um, a Puerto Rican chick. That's still playing upon the desires of black men and their interest in Latino women. Like there's still so much that they're playing off of each other to, to make the decisions on how we as women even get to move in most industries um, having to deal with being seen on a regular basis. So, yeah. Well, I asked for Janice to um, expound on what she brought up about toxic masculinity because I felt like that's kind of where you were going with your question about um, Donald Trump versus Dr. Dre and others who um, make that kind of music because I do think there are examples of to toxic masculinity in both but I do think that um, 
Donald Trump is a far more dangerous example. Why? Because I'm, I'm just I'm, I'm, if y'all if oh, we had a video in here, people, I'm, if y'all just saw just that one moment right there. That off the glass. I think that Donald Trump is a far more dangerous example in the White House because um, of the power that he would wield as the president of the United States. And so to have someone who has been um, openly critical and abusive of women, of minorities, um, talking about building walls and deporting folks and grabbing folks in by a very the humane. Feet. He's gonna hurt them in a very humane <laughs> form. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's what he said. <laughs> I mean, I think because of the level of power that he would have as the president, it would make um, him a far more dangerous um, example than. Um, now, I, I got your point about the number, the sheer number of people that listen to music, but a lot of those people, um, if if we're honest, they don't they don't have a lot of power. They Absolutely. listen they listen to the music, but they don't have a lot of power. Mm-hmm. And so, what they may think or how they may feel or what how that music may manifest itself in them may or may not have a ripple effect. Um, well, it will probably have a ripple effect on those around them, but probably to a far lesser extent than some than mm-hmm. if they were the president of the United States. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, no, I, I do not think that um, it's the same thing. I do not think that um, Donald Trump should be given that opportunity. I think he has shown us that he is uh, not for the people unless the people look just like him. And um, it would be a mistake if he makes it into office. And so I don't think... And this podcast... I think it's very different. This podcast will be taking place, at least our two portions will be taking place in Canada, if that happens. (laughs) 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 Make way for your boy. I mean, I got to start... I mean, and I I actually thought about it, like, right here. I'm like, yeah, you know, I do a lot of work with African-American males. Like I would have to change that to like Canadian male. <laughs> There's still some black ones up there. So, no, they're black, but they're like African American skin, African Canadian, Afro Canadian. Wow. Yeah, and and I and I hear you on that. I I, I guess more so what I was, I guess what I what I am surprised about. Not, I don't know if necessarily when I say surprised, but um, I think just in in myself wanting to hold hip hop accountable is that. I think that folks will get very up in arms with regards to Trump's statements um, and be very less critical of somebody like a Dr. Dre or otherwise. Um, and Too short? <laughs> yeah, to, like whoever, exactly, right? And, and again, to keep it all the way real, somebody that loves this culture to my very core, like they have said some very similar, if not worse things on record, right? And for Donald Trump to get the I and and I don't believe that people necessarily are factoring in what you're factoring in, which is the the power piece. I think it's just the oh that's that's a horrible thing to say. Yet very few people I have heard very few or have seen very little about 
this Michelet documentary, right? Like I've mm-hmm. I've seen very little people come out and be like, "Oh snap! I don't know if I could rock with Dre anymore," or uh, you know, they're like, less mm-hmm. outraged when it happens to us. Yes, that's why. Uh, and, and, well, and, and and I would agree with that as well, right? And so, um, and and actually, I, I want you to I want you to to just kind of expound upon that because I think that that's a, another really important point. Um, because I, I think that that's another now granted and I and granted I understand that the Michelet documentary is not going to be nearly as prevalent as a presidential debate, but just the sheer number of people who are outraged by you oh know, they, a they broke records the number of people who watched that broke records for the Michelet thing yes so and, and that's, oh, wow. I mean and that even that makes it even worse right but I want you just to expound upon your point of why what you what you mean and why you say. People don't care what happens to us. I don't want to say people don't care. I don't want to go that far. But Michael it does, Jackson. It does seem that, I mean, if we're getting killed by police, nobody's up in arms unless it's us. Um, if we're there's even a scene in the movie. Again, I want to be. I want to clarify. You're saying us as black as people I, yes. or as a black woman? As black people. Okay. Yeah. So when things happen to us. Um, there's there's less outrage if you just look at most examples in history you'll and i noticed it even when we were watching um the birth of a nation without giving away anything in the movie for anybody who hasn't seen it there was one scene where there's a black person who's been killed and they're laying on the ground and folks are continuing to go about their business around this dead black body um and so that's not anything new that um, that's been the case from because we've always been devalued, um, not human beings, um, you know, that whole thing. There's always been less outrage anytime anything is happening to us. You, do you really think that if police officers were killing white men with the same um and i don't want to say numbers because they actually kill more white men but there's less of us so the percentage of black men is higher though the numbers may be lower so if they were killing a higher percentage of white men that there wouldn't be uh, more outrage and and laws would be changing left and right, but because it's happening to us, that's that's not the case. And so that's just that's just the way it has been. Um, we've been seen as property to be bought and sold, um, and that's, so that's the value a, is not there. That's a, that's a bit of a game changer, people. You you gotta always factor that in. Not a lot of people have been stolen, <laughs> and then sold like i give you three dollars for him like that is that is a different situation and so if if you can get once you get there's no coming back like if i bought you at one point there's no like you know what i bought your grandmother but i respect you now i see us as equals yeah we're we're, we're on the same point like if something happened to you i would want to help you even though i bought and kind of raped your mom and all that good stuff that's old news you know what i mean like that's what, the name buddy? you have is because we gave you that name. We gave you, when we bought you, we gave you our name. So, you know, that's what we do when we own property. We put our name on it. Kind of a thing we call right, it. we were a good. We weren't people. We were goods. And then we became. 
So one thing I do want to point out is I do agree that like the effect Donald Trump would have as president is much greater than probably the the effect that Dr. Dre would have. But I also want to point out that I think that some of the um, reactions to Michelet's story have largely come from women. Mm. And that this is yet another example of a woman basically coming out and saying, get your boy. And everybody's like, mm-hmm. that ain't my business. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. Hugh was like, that ain't my business. Like, mm. I'm glad you brought that up because mm-hmm. in the movie, and I don't <laughs> know if this point. is accurate, but according to Devin's parents, <laughs> there were... Um, <laughs> There were. It wasn't the members of NWA. That's different than just people. There's folks who are witnessing what's happening, Mm -hmm. and they're not. At least it's insinuated in the movie when they show uh, Jerry Heller. You know, like come on. Well, I can imagine Jerry standing there while somebody getting knocked around. Well, no, she's actually dedicated to. Yeah, there's a bunch of scenes where it happens, but this is just something that I think, like, even with the stuff that Donald Trump says men don't have as much of a problem with some of the stuff he says about women. And what keeps getting left out of all of this is the women, which is why I think it's important that we, you know, were part of this conversation tonight because people talk about misogyny, but, like, nobody's doing anything about it. They talk about it, and then... They get in their cars and they turn on misogynistic music. People don't... There's this view of women, especially black women, that we are strong and that we are ride or die. And that mm. means that we're going to be there no matter what, Regardless. what people say, what people do. like anything. What you do? Look at Miss <laughs> Lay and they're like, oh, well, you chose to be there. Because in their mind... Black women are strong women who are not susceptible to the things that they learned growing up. They're not susceptible to um, abuse in the same way. Like, you could just get up and walk off whenever you want. You're a strong black woman. Just get up and walk away. Like, so people don't have as much sympathy for black women, I think, that that they should because of the the image that we have. We're not held in the same amount of esteem as men are and we're seen as so strong and so independent that nobody needs to fight for us. So even within movements, when people are fighting for something, they're usually fighting for the men. A lot of the complaints that people are having about police killing black people, they mention the men all the time, but people are forgetting the names of the women that this is happening to. People mm-hmm. are still mentioning mm-hmm. Mike Brown's name and Sandra Bland's name comes up a lot less often. So, in Or even general, the one that got tackled on the grass and stuff like that. She hasn't came up since the incident. Right. So in general, I think the reason why we might feel, another reason we might feel Donald Trump is more quote-unquote dangerous is because Dr. Dre, in people's mind, he only beats women, mm-hmm. so it's fine. Like we black can women. black women, mm-hmm. so it's fine. He never laid his hands on the white girl, and he not going around beating up, you know, all the little white boys at private school. So we good. 
And Trump. ironically enough, he did marry a white woman. Just yeah. But Trump well. is out here, you know, talking about women of all colors. So now, now more people are like, oh, wait, wait a minute. You coming for the white women? Oh, but now you're saying crazy stuff that I don't agree with and I'm a white man. So this is a problem now. But Dr. Dre and whoever else he rolls with, anybody who watched it and didn't do anything is compliant in what he did. But because mm-hmm. it was a woman, and we're acting like Michelle is the only one. We know she wasn't. Mm-hmm. Ain't no way that there was just so much hatred for this one woman, all other women were saying. No, he actually right. loved Michelle. So people, people are like, I think that in general we tend, we like, including myself, will brush off what's happening if it's only happening to a woman or only happening to a black woman. But all of a sudden, if he starts slapping white women around, then this is the crime of the century. Like, people, and and a lot of people who were giving Dr. Dre the business on social media when this movie came out were black women. And then black women get vilified. Oh, here come the feminists. Here come the people. Like, wanting to stand up for your own people because nobody else will makes you like you making other people uncomfortable now so in my mind they're both wrong what dr dre does doesn't directly affect me but the culture that he built the culture that he participated in and the culture that he still refuses to denounce affects me and it affects my family, it affects my friends and all of that. Donald Trump has a larger platform, but they both suffer from the same issues in my mind. I think it goes back to what mommy was saying earlier when she was asking the question about why men that have mothers and sisters and wives and daughters and all that still continue to uh, support and listen to this kind of music. And I think to some degree, part of it is that women support it. So I think even if there are certain men that might be apprehensive, you know, kind of like when I remember when that whole baddie, bad B thing came out and I was like really taken aback when I first heard that, like, wow, we just going to throw the, the B word in there with the compliment, like a bad B, like that's supposed to be cute now. Like I was so like, I did not get it. I was like, that, that's not a cute thing to be called. I don't, I'm, I don't know if this is going to work. And then the songs were coming out and the girls were calling themselves that and whipping it around and throwing it back. Right. And you call it's it's your name on Facebook and Instagram and this and that. And and you miss bad B Kalisha and you got all of it like you the whole thing. You you've you've embodied the persona of bad B like you getting necklaces and chains and bags around it like people really like enjoy calling themselves that like it's just it became a thing so i'm sure if there were some men that might have been apprehensive at first because they was raised right like man i don't know if i should i could do that in front of the girls and then you see her down with it and calling herself one and a hundred percent with the movement and you like oh shoot bad beat and we we rolling with it so if there were more women that were actually upset like Nah, you ain't going to do that. You're not going to sing that. I'm not going to have you doing that up in here. If we, you know, if we started to shut down stuff more or actually if it was 
every woman that was dating a black man that was listening to that or behind that and you shut him down and maybe it became a domino effect or something. I don't know. Maybe something will be different. But we are also, as women, sometimes, as Janice said earlier, victims to a good beat. You might just be hearing what's going on and just maybe you're not hearing the words initially. He just playing it or something that's just being heard around the way on the radio, in the shop, whatever. And then all of a sudden you listen after you already hooked and then you're like, oh, wow, I'm being disrespected. And so you're like, now I have to make a choice. Do I now turn the radio and everything off because especially if it's a Drake song, you're not ever going to not hear it <laughs> anywhere you go. So it's it's either stay in the house or when you go out, you got to just stand there and not respond when the song comes on and then everybody looking at you like well, she got a problem with Drake or something. I don't know, but it just it's going to take a it's going to take a much bigger it's going to take a much bigger part to play on both the men and women's side, women especially, because we're the ones being disrespected and we continue on allowing some of the disrespect to a degree because we're not, as I've heard, as black women, as we like to do to black men, we like to uh, discipline or say that there's a problem, but we have a problem following through so black men don't take us seriously when we say don't do that because then once we say that and then we don't, offer the same punishment or extend the punishment harsher as it continues to take place, then they start to not take our word as seriously. And they'll just, well, she ain't really going to get that mad. And then they just follow through with it. So, uh, it's just going to take, it's going to take some time and some work just like this economy for the misogyny and some music to be changed. Unfortunately. Well, Michaela, you cannot forget there's one other woman you didn't mention and there's the woman who embraces it and twerks in the camera and all the rest of that stuff. But then there's also the woman who says, I can listen to and enjoy this music because he ain't talking about me. Mm. So we can't forget her. Yeah. Because she buying the songs, she listening to them, she rocking them. That's her song. And it it might bother her on some level, but they ain't talking about her, so... You know, it is what it is. So I just want to make that's a that's a hard picture to distinguish if you're out in the club bouncing it, but it ain't about you. <laughs> oh, they talking about her over there, but I'm just enjoying it. Right. No, it's my song, but they, they ain't talking about me. Mm, okay. Well, ladies, I, I would love to get you all uh, any final thought. Everybody, we're, we'll, we can do a round robin if we would like um, and just get final thoughts uh, before we wrap this up. Um, so by couples, here. brother, so we don't have to come back. Huh? The hills. I was gonna start with my uh, lovely wife, brother. But I know. I'm just you, saying. When you finish, you can speak for us, babe. I'll release my my toxic masculinity. It's gonna be wow. Bad. Wow. Oh, you release it. it. Oh, <laughs> it was it was putting the pressure on this entire time. Is it technically still toxic masculinity because you had to give me permission? I'm not giving oh. you permission. Oh. It wasn't permission. Oh. Yeah. I was okay. just. This is before I the degree. I was giving this up toxic psychology. My, my so for clarity, you had to give. You are saying that anyway. your husband yeah. killed hip hop. Is what it, it appears to be. No, no, it's, it's fine. It's fine. It's great. You and your lies. Um, I don't. I don't know that I'm ready to give a reflection. I, I process a little slower, so I. Um, like to offer it to someone else. Fine, the, the, the Howards. 
Oh, we can't just jump to Mr. Hill? <laughs> Are you just going to shut the whole hill game off? He advocated the microphone. I was was trying to... uh, My final thoughts are, um, I think that that you all provided um, a lot of great thoughts that we did not, would not, and probably could not have um, provided in the previous episode, which is um, why we, we wanted to have you all on, so... Um, just glad that you did so. Uh, I think my wife killed it with her last statements. That's, and, and actually, that's where I was. That was going to be my next question um, that you ended up bringing up. So that oneness is on is on point right now. You know what I'm saying? Um, but uh, <laughs> yeah. So so. But I do I do thank you all um, and just appreciate that we got to hear from you all. Um, and I think that uh, you know, for me, what we ended on last episode and. I think what you ended on this episode that was my my kind of conflict because initially my thought with with regards to birth of a nation specifically was um you know i was like well i still want to see it because this movie is bigger than nate parker right and then i had to and then i had to check myself because i was saying it might be bigger than nate parker but in saying that i'm also suggesting that it is bigger than the woman who claimed that she was sexually assaulted and or any other woman who may have said that same thing. It don't thing, have right? anything to do with her. And it's, huh? It doesn't have anything to do with her. Well, and again, but that's reflect. That's my but, but what I'm saying, like, and that's where like that was that 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 and was and is still my struggle, right? Is I have to at least be very careful in saying that because in doing so, not only do if I say it's bigger than Nate Parker, I then completely remove the woman from the equation, which is not what I want to do. And then if I do introduce her into it, I do not want to say that my that this movie because it's about the uh, 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 an incredible rebellion in fight and liberation for the freedom of black folks. Like I don't want to suggest that that then trumps the the danger, the harm that is brought no upon women on a daily basis, right? And so that's still the that's what I constantly deal with, whether I see the movie or not that will always kind of be a part of this that I want to make sure I don't lose. So that was, uh, that's my, my reflection. Uh, how was Drake's unless baby? Uh, I'll, I'll go. So you still need time to process. I'll go first for the Howards. Um, this was definitely enlightening. Uh, as Landon mentioned, just getting that perspective, getting the thoughts. I mean, we were, we were pretty much built and wired differently, so the thoughts would just be totally different as far as bringing different perspectives to the table. Uh, not so much perspective, but just even insight to the table. So I definitely appreciate that and appreciate just the, just even when it comes to uh, us with the podcast, the, the range and the age of knowledge and, and the type of music. The same with these uh, women. They got, you know... The one who knows and, and was living and, and, and as an adult around the times that Michelle and Dr. Dre was rocking. And then you have younger ladies um, kind of going down like a ladder, Janice being older and Michaela being younger. So I just really <laughs> appreciate that, you know, that they were able to provide the same essence that we do for the podcast. And thank you for uh, taking some time out to, to give to the to the world some jewels, especially from the women's perspective, which I think is unique for any podcast show, you know, uh, that, that revolves around hip hop. So thank you for that. Uh, 
Well, on behalf of the women, you're welcome that we are <laughs> that we are here. <laughs> you're welcome that we're here to do that for you because uh, there are some things that the same way we couldn't say it on your behalf, you couldn't speak on ours. So thank you for giving us the space to speak. Thank you for respecting our opinion enough to allow us to speak and um, valuing our opinion enough to listen since uh, we always get put in that uh, category of being Charlie Browned because the men don't want to hear what we have to say anymore after so long. So thank you for actually listening and engaging in um, thoughtful debate. Um, my wrap up, I mean, everything that was put out there was definitely put out here. I told Devin I was going to be way more reckless coming in and I was going to speak just from emotion, no facts, but, um, (laughs) I couldn't, (laughs) I couldn't exactly do that. But, um, that perspective definitely that was brought to the table about, of, of Trump and Dr. Dre and how the weight is held differently is definitely something I'll walk away with thinking a little differently. I mean, I had it for, to some degree in the Nate Parker situation, but, uh, definitely also the women, I mean, the men not holding Dr. Dre responsible as well is another, you know, big thing. Everybody's just pretty much like, Oh, not my dog. Like, it's just, it's just like, he gets, he gets the, the pat on his back. Like, dang, they did that to you. Like, like I, I, yeah, that makes a lot of sense. So that's where I'm going to walk away definitely. And then look at these LA streets a little bit differently when (laughs) I walk out tomorrow. So uh, that's my walk away, my takeaway from it all for tonight. It's been a pleasure to have ladies at the table. Um, Oddly enough, I think the last time it was about straight. Either Dre or his relationships brings everybody to the table. Uh, Thanks, Dre. Yeah, we. Family man. Um, no, I, I, you know, I, I think my, my, my shout out would be obviously, as it's been stated, um, always a pleasure to sit in a room with my beautiful daughters and beautiful wife. Um, hear their voices um, and opinions and educated uh, degrees flowing across the table and biblical knowledge and wisdom in the room um, I, I you know I, I just just want to close on the on the fact that we we've touched it in various ways or various um, angles but hip-hop or with that being said hip-hop gives a lot of passes um, gives um, passes to to sexual, um, for lack of a better term, misconduct. Um, you got Snoop, it ain't no fun if my homies can't have none. Um, you got Rick Ross with you know pouring Molly's people's drinks un- unbeknownst to them. Uh, it's called date rape, sir. Yeah. That's yeah. what it's called. It's called date rape. That's not that's not a good time out. That's that's date rape. Um, you have you know diff- different crimes, a biggie. You know, this goes out there, lady who was calling the police. I was just out there trying to feed my daughter. Sir, you were selling drugs. It was, mm-hmm. it was illegal activity. Um, and just misogyny, you know, in, in general has entered into the hip-hop world. I don't want to say with Luke, but it was definitely welcomed with Luke. Uh, he, everybody loved Luke. Love Luke being two, Luke from Two Live Crew. Um, and Two Live Crew in general. Um, historically, not my opinion, but hip hop's opinion, is um, 
hip hop doesn't have an opinion. Oh, so this is on you. No, no, no. According, no, according to you, hip hop is. Oh. So this is your opinion. Well, this is on the tombstone oh. of hip hop. The tombstone. Okay. Got all the the facts. It's always been acknowledged. You know, Lucas had some of the greatest album covers of all time, and someone <laughs> has said, "You know what? That's not a cool album cover." Folks have accepted. Th- that as misogyny. <laughs> pointing out these different passes that hip hop gets, um, and we and just like Janice and I feel like you know all the ladies have pointed out at one point or another, we kind of don't say any, you know we do, we don't say anything or we like oh that's a dope album and not like I mean did he have to do that? No one says anything or, or we don't acknowledge and, and step up and do something different to change it. Um, I will just close with this little one-liner. I, I say to someone I love very dearly, uh, when he hears this, he will know who, who it is. Uh, you know, having your eyes op- open when you're laying in the bed is not up. When you say, you need to get up and be awake, wake up. Uh, when you're in the bed with your eyes closed or eyes open, that's not up. You must be standing up. And that is where we have to actually be with our thoughts on how we treat our women, you know, and I, you know, not to pop our own collar, but we made it very clear that we didn't want to have this podcast and be like, yeah, women need a voice. And wait, we don't have no women in the room. <laughs> and so we wanted to be clear that we stood up on our opinion and uh, stood behind it and stood next to um, great women while we let them uh, have at the misogyny they experienced. And I think it was good just to hear words like we you know because we can't say we mm-hmm. we can speak that would be us speaking for them so i pass it over to uh, queen simone <laughs> really <laughs> <sighs> okay thank you um you're welcome and great words to michaela you're welcome so i i thought that was great thank you <laughs> <laughs> um before I give my closing thoughts, I, I want to give a shout out to J. Cole for coming to the defense of black women. Now, this man has a white mother, but when Trick Daddy came out and said, told black women that they need to tighten up because white and Latina women were... That's not, uh, not what he said. You didn't say women. Yeah, oh, uh, I'm sorry. He yeah, called yeah. them. He called them hoes. But he's, all, all he, hoes need to tighten right. up. Basically, if they learn how to fry chicken, we gonna be useless, according oh, to him. I, I didn't watch the end. Oh, of it. I, I, yeah. Stopped too early. Wait, he said what? That's what he said. Not the hoes, apparently. That's what he said. That he you, you need to the hear the. Kids. You need to go online and look it up and look at the whole quote. But at the end of the day, they getting it in. We're not. We need to tighten up. Only thing we still have okay. left God. is that we fried know how chicken. to fry chicken. Oh and if they learn how to fry chicken, we gonna be useless. So anyway, in response, oh, Jay Cole came out <laughs> and it's so great. Thank you, Jay. Toxic masculinity. Yeah. No, that's in not a toxic person. Masculinity. So that's maybe just, that's <laughs> So a man with a white mother had to come out and correct a man with a black mother but anyway shout out to j cole um that's a man who has made black women somebody's mother probably and he still ain't got no respect anyway 
So that having been said, um, I, I saw what you did there. That was deep. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I guess you know I sat here, I listened to what everybody else had to say, and I thought about what my closing thought might be, and there was one word that just kept coming to me, and that is love. We have to, we got to love ourselves and we got to love ourselves better than what we're doing right now. We have to love ourselves enough to um, hold each other accountable. We have to love ourselves enough to um, make better choices about the music we make and the movies we make. We have to love ourselves enough to make better choices about the music and movies we support. Um, we have to love ourselves enough to come to the aid of our fellow man or woman when the situation arises. I mean, I feel like right now we're all just sort of on autopilot moving through the days and weeks and months and stuff you know, gets thrown at us and we might feel the sting when it hits us, but we just keep moving forward. You know, we don't actually ever stop and address what these projectiles are that are flying and hitting us. Um, um, and I, I'm not sure exactly what it's going to take, but we just have to, I think we just have to love one another. And that's just what I keep hearing as I um, as I think about what what all of this means to me in closing um, it, it, it it seems to indicate um, a lack of self-love on some level um, and I feel like you know that's that's something that we need to to work on and do better. What is Devin doing? Sound like he just sniffed the line, but oh, wow. <laughs> oh, oh my! A man can't potentially what? have allergies or anything. I just said what it sounded like. I didn't say he did do anything. Doing Trump a line. Wow. Trump sniffs out here easy. Do I need to show you his wow. pinky nails? No, I don't, <laughs> don't need to see anything. I'm just saying what it sounded like. Uh, well, and I know some people already did it. Thank you. Uh, thank you all for that. Uh, we do usually do uh, shout outs at the end. Um, I think Mylon gave one, but uh, it, and if there is anybody else that would like to give a shout Oh, wait, you, you didn't process. You didn't. Did, have you processed yet? You processed. I realize we. Um, I don't know if you. If you, I, you know, I don't. I feel like my last comment kind of was my reflection huh? of everything. So, you know. Well, do you have a I shout out? I don't really have anything to say. <laughs> shout out the. The White Christian Center in Berkeley, California, trying to do a lot of work on educating people about the plight of women, black women, toxic masculinity. Um, so, you know, gotta gotta shout out the church. Um, and uh, Pastor Mike, Lady Sharice, what up? <laughs> <Wow>. <laughs> and and just you know, thank you all for. For inviting us and allowing us to do uh, the majority of the talking um, because you could have invited us and told us all of your opinions and then <laughs> to respond so um, I appreciate you allowing us to 
to speak our minds. Um, we were smart this time. We did part one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, that's, that's all I got. Any other shout outs before we uh, before we get off of here? that I can think of. I mean, always, you know, at this point, hashtag listen to the end. Listen to the end. Uh, mind of Wives. <laughs> mind, mind of, of Wives, wives. brother. Why, mind of Wives. It's not the Mind of Wives. Brother, I'm just they, shouting out all our hashtags. Hashtag podcast slippers, brother. Hashtag oh. what up, what up. Hashtag uh, <laughs> streets and up? buildings. Yeah, streets <laughs> and buildings. Whatever. <laughs> whatever else. Whatever other, other uh, uh, hashtags. Hashtag OVO. Wow. wow. Uh, we're, we're part we of this. Cannot. Somehow <laughs> Drake got a... That's for me. Here. That's not for his label. It's for me. Uh, oh, that's nice. He's, he's made made it's for you too, Mr. Drake. Like Only. Dra- I feel like, like Drake. Drake. The fakeness of M.O.M. I, I do want to... I, I will shout out Mylon, who had a birthday yesterday. Uh, right. The day yeah. before we recorded yeah. this. So, uh, you know, this, this brother, he... I, I don't know what he did. He, he, he spent time <laughs> in Starbucks, so... I gave him a shout-out. He, hey, private... okay, he gave him a lot of money yesterday, <laughs> so I'm just saying. Not on the podcast, though. Brother, okay. Off- bro. Offline, we, we He went people. to some coffee shop that may get more shout-outs uh. if uh, they decide to exactly. <laughs> sponsor. You want to know uh, who that is, give us a call. Yeah, we'll shout-out all the different <laughs> types of I got and everything sitting around this microphone. Uh, but, yeah, uh, well, then I, I'm going to put the ladies on the spot and ask that in in keeping with the spirit of all of this uh typically we all just do a joint uh piece but if y'all would actually or if you want to do something else too i'm not gonna tell you what to say i just know that we usually end up with a piece collective p but if y'all want to do that or come up with another word real quick uh just He's before we push our holla. Telling, you know, like, no, no, no. Like, I don't want to. I don't want to say I'm telling, but I mean, no, I'm just saying. But before we push our chairs back from the round table, if if y'all would mind doing that, I just will say, you know, we'll see y'all on the next one. And y'all just do a collective. I, I, I like the collective. Let's let's do the usual and, and yeah, this your podcast, brother. We no, we, yes, this, okay. this, this we is gonna be, we gonna be silent and y'all gonna. No, I don't. I don't want. That's the point. We don't want. Oh, silence. you want us to? You want, want us to? Want you to speak okay, up. Okay. All right. All right. Well, <laughs> all right. Well, people. Oh, what we didn't do. What we didn't do. Uh, right. You can find episode. everything. All every single podcast, including this one and all the ones before and the one, the part one and everything. Uh, at hiphoproundtable.podbean.com. Um, you can also find uh, a gang of episodes, not all of them, but a whole lot on iTunes. Just search Hip Hop Roundtable. You can find us on um, Facebook, uh, Hip Hop Roundtable Podcast. Just search that. We have all types of interesting news articles and commentary and all types of stuff. Um, if you need to reach us for any reason, send us music, send us comments, send us feedback, uh, any and everything. You can send an email to hhrtpodcast at gmail.com. Um, we are also on Instagram, uh, Hip Hop Roundtable Podcast. Find us there on Instagram. Um, Dev, what's your handle? DeviDev247 on Instagram. Um, and then just my name, Devin Howard, on Facebook. Mylon. M I S T E R Drake. On Instagram, and that's all you need. And hip hop is it? It's hip hop roundtable on on Instagram as well. Yeah. 
and uh, I am Podcast Slippers on Instagram. Uh, Why well, Devin Hill. always laughs? Bro. I, every time. I just that's my handle. I don't know what to. And, uh, yeah, it's the tag to go along with the handle. Um, ladies, I don't know if you all want to share your uh, your social media uh, handles and whatnot. So sure, anything. They'll see us through your association. Yeah. All right. Just, then the, sure. There's the collective you need it. Well, there y'all go. Um, so, uh, well, we're going to go ahead and, and push our chairs back from the round table and we'll highlight y'all on the next one. Peace. Peace.